You're listening to You've Got This, episode number 292. Welcome to You've Got This, a weekly podcast for higher education professionals looking to increase their confidence and capacity for juggling the day-to-day demands of an academic life. I'm your host, Dr. Katie Linder. On this episode, I want to talk about the concept of completism. Now, you may have never heard of this concept, but it's something that I stumbled across a while ago, and it definitely describes me in a range of different situations where I am a completist. Now, what this basically means is um, you collect something until you have all of the things in the collection. That's one form of completism. Or um, you are engaging in, you know, actions that allow you to complete something to its fullest form. So um, let me give some examples of what this looks like, just so that you can kind of think about if this uh, falls into your life in any particular way. But for any of you who have a PhD, I would argue you might be a completist because I often find this coming up for me in educational contexts where I have the option of continuing education up until the point where I cannot continue anymore. So for example, PhD, where you have a terminal degree is a great example of this, where you kind of keep going until you're done. The other thing I would give examples for in this area are some of the credentials that I have. For example, when I continued my yoga training, I didn't really want to stop in the middle. I wanted to go until I had the quote unquote terminal degree in yoga teacher training, which is the 500 hour. So I kept going until I completed that. And also I've noticed this too in some people who come through my coach training program. And this is why I created what I call an all-inclusive package, because even though people don't have to take all the courses in the program to achieve what they need for credentialing, some people want to take all the courses in the program just because they're either interested in the program or they want to complete all of the courses. So I see this showing up a lot in kind of educational contexts. The other place that I find this showing up a lot for me is in content, uh, when I'm taking in content. So for example, It always kind of bothers me in podcast apps when I don't know how much of the content I've been able to actually listen to in a particular podcast. And it's hard for me to start a podcast in the middle and not like go all the way back to the beginning and listen to the entire show. And a good example of this is when I started listening to Armchair Expert, which is an incredibly lengthy podcast. You know, episodes are 90 minutes to two hours long. I wanted to go back to the beginning and listen to the show from the beginning and then work my way back up into present day. And that's not always possible. It's actually really challenging to do this with a lot of long running podcast shows that you kind of stumble across now to go all the way back. But there's this little itch where it's like, I wish I could go back and just listen to the whole thing. Now, I also see this happening for myself in any kind of series, you know, a show that I'm watching or a movie sequence like the Star Trek thing I'm trying to do this year. You know, we got into the first movie and it was really boring. And my partner was like, well, we could just skip it. And I was like, we can't skip it. Like, I need to complete the whole series if I say I'm going to complete the whole series. So it just kind of bothers me when I am not able to complete something to its fullest capacity. Another example of this is there's a book series that I read um, that I've mentioned before on the show, the Lindley Havers mystery series by Elizabeth George. And at one point in the series, um, she actually kills off kind of a beloved character in the series. And the next book in the series is like backstory of why um, the killer engages in that act. 
And I was so um, like frustrated by the killing off of this character who I really, really enjoyed that I skipped that book because I was just like, I don't want to know. I, I'm just going to keep going in the series. But eventually it's probably going to bother me enough that I'm going to have to go back and read this book and kind of make sure I'm kind of checking that box to complete the series. So content is a, another place where I see this. Um, yet another place where I see myself doing kind of this form of completism is in some forms of exercise. So for example, I um, have a Peloton tread and the primary thing that I use in the Peloton tread is they have like a scenic um, walk feature or a scenic run feature where you can go to different parts of the world. And while you're walking, you see, you know, a landscape in front of you that's from that part of the world. And it's, it's kind of like a, a video feed that comes on the screen of the Peloton. And what I have found myself doing is always going for the things I haven't done yet versus like repeating ones that I really enjoy so that I can kind of check the box because of course on the Peloton tread, you get a little check mark next to the ones that you've done. And then the ones you haven't done, you know, are, are unchecked. So you can kind of see which ones you've done and which ones you haven't. So I always find myself going towards the ones that I haven't done yet. I also find it really effective in different exercise apps, and I currently use Fitbit primarily, where I have like streaks that I'm trying to accomplish. So if I wanted to exercise, you know, six days a week or seven days a week, the little check mark that says like, yep, you've done that or it's been completed is definitely an example of something that is more of a completist approach. And then a last example I can give with exercise is there is this option within Fitbit, if you have Fitbit Premium or if you know someone who has Fitbit Premium, to do this game called Fitbit uh, Bingo. And I don't have Premium, but my sister does. And so she and I have been playing this game and you get this bingo board and there's specific tiles you're supposed to turn over and, and the tiles get turned over by how much walking you do or how many active minutes you have or how many miles you've gone. Um, and so on this board, there's like a certain number of tiles that you're supposed to kind of turn over first, but then there's all these other tiles on the board. Well, if you turn over tiles that are not part of the pattern that you're supposed to turn over, sometimes you get extra stuff. Like it'll give you extra miles or it'll give you extra steps, or it'll allow you to kind of, um, lower the amount of activity that you need to do on one of the other tiles. Like it's kind of bonuses that you can get. And I always try to get as many of these tiles on the board that are not necessarily in the pattern so that I can kind of basically sweep the board um, with this bingo tile. Again, very completist approach to this particular Fitbit game. So as I was thinking about this, I definitely have some suggestions for if you find yourself falling into this kind of completist approach. And I definitely don't see myself doing this with everything, but I do see myself doing it with some of the things, especially the examples that I gave today. And the first thing I think is if you are a completist, you are going to be drawn to the checkboxes, the, the crossing things off your list. And especially for things like to-do lists, you're probably going to feel extra um, kind of pain or discomfort if you are not completing everything on the list that you put for yourself for any given time. So suggestion number one is to create reasonable lists and make sure that you're not just feeling constantly disappointed in yourself for not completing everything on your list. So I think if we can underestimate what we're going to do and check everything off, that's going to feel more satisfying for someone who is a completist. The other suggestion that I think is really important, and this is one that I really focus on a lot for myself, 
is to make sure that what you're completing is aligned with either your values or your goals and that you're not just completing something for completing's sake. Now, I fall into this more frequently than I would like, where because I am someone who's pretty disciplined and I can kind of make myself do things I don't necessarily want to do, um, I need to kind of check in with myself and make sure that what I am doing and what I am giving my time and attention to is something that I feel good about and that I feel like um, it makes sense. Now, for example, the yoga training that I did, that was very aligned with my values. And I certainly didn't need to do it on the timeline that I did it, but the idea of continuing with that training and deepening that that source of knowledge made a lot of sense for me to do that. There have been other things that I've dipped into in terms of my trainings and credentialing that I've decided to not continue with. Um, Even though there were other levels that I could have sought out or other experiences that I could have deepened that knowledge, It just wasn't something that was of interest to me. And so I decided to kind of move on to something else. So the continual checking in to make sure that what you are giving your time and attention to is actually what you want to be devoting your time and attention to, in addition to checking those things off the boxes is important. So I'm really curious to hear if any of this resonates with you. If you find yourself being a bit of a completist, you can always email me at hello at drkatylinder.com. I always love to hear how this kind of thing is showing up in your lives, your work, and your experiences. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to this episode of You've Got This. You can access show notes and transcripts for each episode at drkatylinder.com slash podcasts. If you found this episode helpful, please also consider rating and or reviewing the show through Apple Podcasts.